there's a saying, the devil finds work for idle hands. Yes. Which basically puts women in the role of Satan. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. You're me work, you Satan. He comes a show that gives you a reason to in live. In violent Brooklyn, a woman who took a bathroom break from baby returned to find her stroller exactly one baby shy of a load. A psychiatrist is charged with plotting and hatching the botched murder attempt of her ex-lover. I'm proud to live in this great free country, and I'm proud of our commitment to free speech, and I'm proud of our country's commitment to protecting the rights of its citizens to work and live free from bigotry and violence. Fellow psychiatrist Michael Weiss, dead. Judging from the photos of the accused killer, she's a Bronx cop busted for having sex with an underage girl and recording their encounters, even after the investigation started and his home had been searched. But his lawyer, Stuart London, said his client denies the accusations. From the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. Wow. All the way. But first, the two NYPD cops who had sex with a teenager while on duty, they're now facing potential rape charges, and they're trying to avoid indictment by attacking their accuser's credibility in a letter to the uh, Brooklyn DA's office. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. Lawyers for disgraced cops Eddie Martins and Richard Hall, they, uh, these are the ones who targeted the young woman's... Uh, uh, raunchy uh, the, pussy. This was at the Chipotle? <laughs> right at the Chipotle. As you recall, we talked about it last week. There were these two cops. They were narc cops. They had a van. The van had no windows. They pulled over a car. They ended up taking uh, Anna Chambers back to the van. They drove her to a Chipotle, and they uh, made sweet love to her, it sounds like, <laughs> while she was handcuffed. Oh, that's and she is unhappy about it, and she wants to see something done, as who wouldn't? Uh, now, in a letter to Brooklyn uh, District Attorney's Office, lawyers for disgraced cops, Eddie Martins and Richard Hall, targeted the young woman's raunchy social media posts since the alleged assault, which was September 15th, and her $50 million claim against the city. So she's suing the city for $50 million. They're trying to say, look at this chick. Uh, example cited by lawyers include a uh, provocative selfie that's in quotes uh, that the 18 year old posted on Instagram and a tweet in which she bragged about being followed by the paparazzi. I don't think that doesn't mean you didn't uh, get raped. Yeah, right. It says this behavior is unprecedented for a depressed victim of a vicious rape. What a fucking stupid thing to say. I have to agree. Yeah. It seems like a really like, like I, I guess in this situation, the case is bad for them. It's real bad. Yeah. So they must just feel like they got to pull out the stops. Right. This isn't. The, it's not the time to get right. uh, to get self righteous about what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, she was eating a bag of popcorn. That's unprecedented for the victim of a violent rape. Well, the way she was eating it, though. She, she was. Very oh, she was so lascivious about eating the popcorn. Eating it in a manner that implied a man she wanted it of a victim <laughs> she had posted instagram videos of herself using drugs this is in quotes and rapping uh in her uh, uh she i guess she has a, a rap persona called uh 50 milli hmm. i guess it sounds an awful like 50 million which she's oh. suing for <laughs> Really taunting them, though, right? Well, While look, joking about the millions that will be in her bank account. She's taunting them through a rap song and a persona called 50 Millie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm not going to say that she's doing everything in the best taste, but, you know, they still sounds like, like as you were saying last time, they admit to having had sex with her. On after, duty. After she'd been arrested. That's uh, not... 
was she arrested or was she just taken into custody though whatever. i think she was just taken okay, into custody fine. but it doesn't make any difference it doesn't make any and if difference. she's in handcuffs whatever that doesn't yeah. help well they claim it was consensual but uh, the accuser said one cop uh, raped her and both forced her to perform oral sex on them inside a police van oh. after she was caught with loose prescription pills. Now, that's a pretty flimsy kind of a fucking thing to pull somebody in on. I think that uh, it was like Clonopin or something like that. Um, right. hmm. The defense lawyers urged prosecutors to further investigate Chambers' dubious claim before you ask the grand jury to return an indictment against Martins and Hall. Uh, well, they uh, they were stripped of their guns and badges. That's the first thing they do. Uh, here's a prepared statement from the Brooklyn DA's office. Without commenting on this ongoing investigation, defense counsel's characterization of how a rape victim should behave is inaccurate, inappropriate, and demeaning. The woman's lawyer also said, We are dealing with a teenager here. And teenagers, they post a lot of things. <laughs> this is her way of trying to cope. People have different methods of coping. Uh, she's been helpless until now. Well, you know, I, I, I can't just, you know, I can't yeah, really disagree. No, me neither. That. And so it does. And so uh, further. So it doesn't matter what this teenager says on social media. It can never take away from what these monsters did to her. Now, there are some sexy pictures there, too. If you want to check it out, it's Anna Chambers. And I told you two A's last time. It's three A's. So it's A-N-N-A-A-A Chambers. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but, but that's what that's what we're looking at. Triple that's A, because that's going to be my bond rating after I get my 50 mil. <laughs> 50 mil. <laughs> 50 milli. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? That, that's She has them dead to rights <laughs> to the degree that she's like, I'm just going to rap about it. Yeah. You guys can suck it. When I get my millions, that's great. Yeah, she has, uh, she's out there. So Anna Chambers, and, and yeah, she's uh, apparently, you know, around to talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I asked her to come on the show, and she said that she just sent me to her, to her lawyer. She gave me her lawyer's number, oh. I guess Michael David. So I got to deal with him if I want to, and, and I don't think that he's going to say sure. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. You, you, she's yeah, she's got her own career to worry. About. Maybe it was in her entertainment lawyer, her agent, she was sending me to. I'm not yeah. sure, but uh, to make sure she gets the maximum pay. Uh, Definitely. I don't want to be around somebody uh, who. <laughs> I mean, she's obviously sexy enough to. Uh, that these cops couldn't pass up on it. I know that rape is about power. That's why it's old ladies and shit like that. It has nothing to do with sexy. However, this is a sexy woman. This is a sexy woman. She's, she's a sexy cute. girl. She's, cute. she's 18. She's cute. She's legal, except if you're an on-duty cop and you've taken her into you're custody her, yes. and it's against her will. Uh, now, when you're forced to perform, perform oral sex... <sighs> I can't give oral sex unless I'm kind of into it. I can't do a good job. Hmm. I just can't. If my mind is racing yeah. about you know other things, I, I think I tend to get distracted. Right. Otherwise, right. I'm pretty damn good at it, ladies. But you know I what think I mean? if, if you're like a cop, for if you're forcing someone to do it, yeah, you probably don't really care that much about um, the nuance. Well, and technique. You're just sort of more into like. She's doing it. <laughs> Just using this like wet hole. I mean, well, right? I guess. <laughs> this is one I wish they would have videoed. Well, it might have. Uh... It would. It would be damning, but it would also shed light on the exact nature of the encounter. I have no doubt 
that it was against her will because even if it wasn't against her will, it was against her will. Yeah. It was, she, it doesn't matter. She's yeah. not in a, she didn't plan to get pulled over. No. She didn't say, Hey, can I come with you guys? Yeah. So right. <laughs> obviously, Hey, uh, is there a Chipotle nearby with a parking lot? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, you have a van with no windows. Whip out that burrito officer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems, uh, seems unlikely. She's like, Mmm, sour cream. My favorite. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch myself on my guacahole. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, Kings County, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. There's grand larceny. There's pennant larceny. And then there's baby larceny. The cutest of all larcenies. A 26-year-old woman uh, was uh, grabbed by, by by bystanders. Now, what they grabbed the woman. So she's. I want you to know this has a happy enough ending. Oh, good. Uh, because uh, she grabbed a baby out of a stroller inside of a Jewish center in Crown Heights on Wednesday while its mother used the bathroom. Uh, the 27-year-old woman was pushing her 11-month-old baby in a stroller inside of uh, Shabad Lubavitch World Headquarters. That's Chabad Lubavitch. No, there's a C-H. It's, it's yeah, Chabad. Chabad. <laughs> oh, is it at Chabad. 770 Eastern Parkway? Uh, it, yeah, Eastern Parkway. Didn't give the exact address. Do you know that place? 770. Have you gone to do some Chabad there? I've, I've been by there. I've never really like hung out there. It's not a good place to take your baby, I'll tell I you guess. that right now. The mother went to use the, the restroom and left the stroller behind. It was around 8.40 a.m., which is prime baby snatching time, and that's when twenty-eight year old uh, a twenty-eight year old walked up and snatched the baby. She just took it, and uh, she came back. She caused alarm. That was in quotes. The mom, the mo- mother, came back and caused alarm when she realized her baby was missing, according to police. That seems like a like almost a judgment, you know. To say if she came back and caused alarm. Yeah, seriously. She she was understandably upset that her baby had been stolen. Right. That forced bystanders into action is what it says. <laughs> It doesn't even give them the credit. This is a, this right. is a, it's very down on people. Sure, <laughs> that forced bystanders into action because you know this alarm was being caused. Who quickly wrangled the baby snatcher? And the mother and child were reunited unharmed, and the woman was arrested, charged with kidnapping. Wow! And uh, there we go. Now that was a, it's a short kidnapping. This is not this is not like brand new. There was a woman who did this um, by kind of uh, as a habit for a while. A woman who uh, was a bit of a known crazy lady around yeah. Manhattan, and and she would kidnap Still babies. She was paranoid, schizophrenic, or something, or she had some kind of a mental disorder. She was compelled. She thought she was saving them or something, oh. and she would steal these babies, and uh, and get caught right away because she wouldn't even make an escape. You know, that was very good. You know, she's gonna wander off with the right. kid. So, uh, what to do with somebody like that? Well, I don't know, but this one's gonna be. Facing uh, charges, obviously. And yeah. We'll be right back. Gavin McInnes. Say you're working at your computer. That's what I do sometimes. I just put on compound media, and I work until it's too distracting, and then I turn it off. I feel the same way about your show mm-hmm. and Anthony's show. If you have something boring to do, like tons of dishes, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, you got to fucking clean out the garage, you just fucking put it on your phone or your la- bring your laptop, oh. and it makes the time just zip by. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's 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 you're not watching compound media yet. This has shit on it that you're just not gonna see anywhere else. You know that else. cover in National Geographic where they have that Muslim woman with no nose? Yeah. And it's just like a triangular hole. That's how I feel when I look at people who haven't subscribed to compound media. My heart breaks for them. 
like a no-nose Muslim yeah, woman. There should be, you should be on the cover of National Geographic no. and it should say, the state of not having compound media in your life. <laughs> a psychiatrist is charged with plotting and hatching the botched murder attempt of her ex-lover. The slow-rolling wheels of justice, steamroller-like, have finally inched within flattening distance of 48-year-old psychiatrist Pamela Bookbinder who investigators, they uh, say, wanted fellow psychiatrist Michael Weiss d d d dead. Uh, judging from the photos of the accused killer, she's not taking it well. She's been denied bail and will sit behind bars and wait as justice creeps along like Imhotep. I mean the mummy, not the 25th century Egyptian chancellor to the 3rd century pharaoh, Djoser, who was son of uh, Akasakemwi and the subject of the oldest known life-size Egyptian statue. Now, I've probably said this before, and I'll likely say it again. To compare the slow-moving bureaucracy of the contemporary criminal justice system to the vizier of Djoser, architect of the First Step Pyramid in Egypt and high priest of the sun god Ra at the ancient city of Heliopolis, and who was eventually equated with Thoth, the god of architecture, mathematics, and medicine, and patron of the scribes, would likely be considered historically shaky and therefore would threaten to compromise my integrity as a journalist now uh the psychiatrist here is charged with the attempted murder of her child's father 45 year old pamela bookbinder 48 year old 48 excuse me oh you've corrected me on that Charged with the attempted murder of uh, Michael Weiss, also a psychiatrist uh, weiss yeah. was stabbed and beaten with a sledgehammer by a deranged assailant November 2012. It turned out that assailant was the 20-year-old cousin of none other than Pamela Bookbinder. Right. And cops say the middle-aged shrink convinced her troubled teenage cousin to stab and beat him with a sledgehammer. Uh, the motive, according to Weiss, she wanted to cash in on $1.5 million of insurance money. Mm. Well, obviously, the 20-year-old cousin was a non-compos mentis, a deranged guy who uh, was talked into doing this. That's the theory, the prevailing... That's the, the argument. That, that's the argument, and uh, that, uh, that these are the, the details that we're working with. Now, the, the, the teenager came over. He uh, was shown uh, a, a diagram of the best way to get up to the office right. by Pamela Buckbinder. Uh, she was uh, seen buying a sledgehammer, and the... A uh, guy went up and uh, I don't know how the sledgehammer got into this guy's bathroom, but it was there, uh, I guess, uh, that or he had it concealed in some way. The teenager went into the bathroom uh, where uh, this guy's office came out, swung with the sledgehammer, hit him once and then stabbed him eight times. The other psychiatrist, the psychiatrist, Michael Weiss, was able to wrest the knife from him and stab him back. They were both hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries and... In the process now, a bookbinder has lost custody of the kid, and uh, I, I, from what I hear, of their kid, their kid, yeah, her life has taken a, a, a bad turn. She can't practice. She couldn't earn money. She's been. Uh, this is five years now. Yeah, that's why I say the slow moving wheels. Yeah, of justice, like a zombie across the years. Right. Ah, finally catching up, as they will eventually. Just out of sheer determination. So, uh, what about this case? Well, I should say, in um, what do they call it when they say full disclosure? Mm -hmm. um, I know this woman. 
you know this I, what this I know, this, I this accused of murder woman yes. um, Pamela Bookbinder. Yes, I, I used to date her. <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounded like a punchline. But, but I, it wasn't. But I know you're serious. But it wasn't. Yeah, you mentioned this to me uh, a, a few weeks ago. Yes. And now she's, um, now she's been arrested. fully charged with murder. Uh, attempted and, uh, murder. Attempted murder, right, right, right. Attempted murder. And in a roundabout way, she's attempted with like that Manson kind of attempted murder, I guess. Right. Where you're a party to it. She supposedly suborned her schizophrenic cousin into doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, telling him, uh, according to the $5 million lawsuit, which Michael Weiss has filed uh, a couple of years ago, that uh, he was pumped full of lies. Uh, She told him that she told the cousin... He was molesting the kid and, the, and and some other stuff like that in order to motivate him right. to, to murder him. Well, I mean, this was the cousin's defense because the cousin's already in prison. He's serving nine and a half years in prison. Nine um, and a half years. Yeah, for um, attempted, attempted murder. Attempted murder. And his defense was that he had been hoodwinked, that, that his cousin had brainwashed him, bamboozled him, convinced him to do this. Yeah, and and uh, and this is also with him being obviously mentally ill, but I guess not mentally, mentally ill enough that to where he doesn't know right from wrong. Right, right, right. That kind of mentally yeah. ill. Um, because you know she's a doctor; she's much older than he is. He, uh, um, she's got a vagina. Well, that too. Um, I mean, that, there's something about that that, like, uh, you know, sometimes these are the kinds of women who can make things sort of seem different than they are. Well, she's very persuasive in her way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now, just to clarify, Seth dated this woman <laughs> for a period of time. I don't know how long. For a little while. I mean, we were kind of hot and heavy for, uh, really, it wasn't for that long, like maybe a month. But a hot and heavy period, nonetheless. Yeah. And um, and then we sort of stayed on good terms uh, afterward. Do you recall the year? Like, what? when was this? Oh, sure. This was 2009. Okay. A full three years before this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they were already embroiled in a custody battle. You could argue that I kind of, because um, when I first met her, she, her, the, 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 the boyfriend, the, the father of the baby was still living with her. And you could argue, I mean, it, it appears that when we went on this date, our first date, like she went home and kind of tortured the guy about it. Really? And then... There was some kind of kerfluffle where, I mean, she said that he broke something over his own head and had her arrested. There there was some, basically, like, in a way, I initiated the whole problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was after that, that, like, we went on this one date, and then I didn't see her for a little while, and then a couple weeks later, I saw her again, and, um... She had, yeah, everything had gone wrong. He had moved out. Uh, things were really, um, and then things got very contentious with uh, like legal case of you know regarding custody, well, and well, child support. Well, what was their status when you went out with her? Broken up, but amiably. Well, according to her, they had gone out years before, and they had broken up, and then. I guess they, I mean, she sort of, she would claim that she didn't remember having had sex. I mean, she would sort of imply that he had, like, 
roofied her in order to impregnate her. Okay. And then once she got pregnant, he just kind of moved in and would live, sleep on the couch. And so she would say they weren't really much of a, they weren't really a couple at that point. She wanted him to leave. Okay. Um, so she would come up with these things about how she wanted him to buy like two apartments somewhere for the for for them and or this or that. And he he was just very like um, you know uh, non responsive. It didn't didn't jump at the opportunity to buy an apartment for a woman that he roofied. Right, <laughs> right. Hmm. But he was very into the kid. Uh, mm. as, as was she. You know what? He was a very nice little boy. Um, and, you know, I feel bad for the boy, basically. I'm going to... That, that's my approach at this point. I feel oh, of bad course. for her son. He's the victim. Who's a nice little boy. Well, he's one of them. I spent a lot of time... I spent a fair amount of time with, with her son. Um, I've met the guy... I've met her... I met the baby's father a couple of times. Not under the best of circumstances. Well, sounds. whatever. Like, he was coming to pick him up and whatever. Um, yeah. So, I, I'm not going to say... I think that she... Let's wait and see what happens at trial. Because the way she's described the whole thing to me, she has a story that I'm not going to say is entirely implausible about <laughs> what happened. Okay. Uh, now, uh, before you do that... Uh I'm curious about this whole thing. Like, so after you guys went out, the guy broke a vase over his head and then had her arrested. Yes. And she was arrested. She was arrested. So she's been arrested before. uh, But nothing nothing happened with that. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. He he dropped the charges. It was a domestic. They, they, yeah, there was some domestic. Basically, it was like a domestic dispute that they couldn't really piece together what happened. Yeah, it was it was one of it was a he said she said. I guess. Okay. So, but that that's a bizarre thing to do. I yeah. mean, that's not that's not really something a lot of men would do. What? Like break a vase over your head? And then call the police and say she broke a vase over my head, you know what I mean? A little that, bit. Yeah. It, it's a little well, because unusual. Because like he he I think he he she says he broke the vase over his head and then picked up the dog and walked himself and the dog to the police station. I mean, he's a little bit of an odd duck. Well, if he did that, he's he's quite an odd duck. But, you know, I, again, this is just what she told me. I was very much like, um, you know how they say some people kind of uh, distort the gravity around them? Like they distort reality? Oh, yes. She kind of had this power uh, a little bit. Um, you, sometimes it's through lying. Yes. Generally through lying. Lying and um, a lot of Adderall. And giving up that, that poon. Well, there's that too. That definitely, um, that weighs in, you know, because like sometimes. anybody you're fucking, it's not worth the argument to say like, what? No, yeah, that didn't happen. Well, you don't think it is at the that. time, you know, but like, uh, like, well, I'm, I'm speaking for myself now. Sure, the situation sure, I sure. had, you know, like I, I didn't want to fight with a girl. I wanted to just, I was just trying to like yeah. have sex with her and, and you don't want anything to like <clears throat> disrupt the, uh, the vagina supply there. Right. I mean, eventually, I mean, really we, after a couple of weeks of her, you know, sh- she's a very intense kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess she's she's a little um, she's a little off the wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably really destroying my credibility as a New York crime reporter here. Because no, you have an inside scoop. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, because I guess I should be saying she's guilty as all hell. But you know what? I'm not saying I, that. I'm not. I I, I want to see what the what the prosecution offers. Yeah, and I would like to hear her defense because what what is the story that she has that's not altogether implausible? Well. And I say this based on having spent a lot of time going through, this was years ago, mind, mm-hmm. 
her emails to him and his emails to her and weird things regarding lawyers and... Oh, wow. You could be called as a witness in this. I've wondered about that, but I don't think I will be. Um... I mean, you, you you could possibly be a character witness. I could be. I I, I am either a, way. I was a character witness for her for her um her support her custody case. I I filed a deposition, but I said all I'm going to say is that in my observations, Pamela was a very good mother to her son, and that's I can't comment. I have no comment on any of any of anything else that happened, but I did spend a lot of time with her and her kid, and she was a very attentive very caring mother i will say that okay but um he is a little crazy and he did seem very manipulative with emails and lawyers this is not the son but her obviously yeah the the ex yeah as Um, as 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 one would be when trying to in a custody battle it brings out that kind of thing in people yeah um basically her contention is that yes she did buy the sledgehammer but she bought it for him because he was getting involved in some kind of uh, exercise regimen that involves sledgehammers. And if you look it up, there is such a thing. Mm. There's like, you know, some new kind of CrossFit type of thing with involving sledgehammers. Which uh, I assume you're not allowed to do in prison. You're not allowed to do in prison. She um, further says that she's the one who told the police that she had bought the sledgehammer and... It wasn't that, you know, they did all this careful work and traced her to the Home Depot, but she said, yeah, I bought him a sledgehammer and uh, this is where I bought it, what time it was. So, Well, she had to know that was going to be eventually uncovered. I mean, that would be a savvy move on her part mm. because they're not going to like not find out where the murder weapon or the attempted murder mm, weapon was bought. And- I would think... And I would think it would also, like, in her mind, might, as it does in yours and potentially in, in a lot of people, would, would sort of play to her innocence in the whole thing. It could. It could. That's a good point. Further, she says she um, she didn't draw the map. She did not draw it. She did not draw the map. Okay. Yeah, because supposedly there was a, a map that, that was drawn uh, to show the best way to get up there. Now, uh, she thinks that this was, uh, does she have a theory on who did draw the map? I don't know. Maybe one of her cousin's alternate personalities, or maybe or, Michael Weiss himself. Or maybe there is no... Right. Um, further, she says that uh, the knife that supposedly was used was not her knife. <laughs> no, I did not buy the knife. There was no knife regimen. Well, that because he had said, oh, this was part of a knife set that we had bought years ago, and she said it's just not true. Huh. She also says that um, she's not even clear that the, the attack occurred. Okay. Well, the guy was stabbed a number of times, eight times, according to the police. Was, but it was all. But as you said, they were. It was all non-life threatening. Yeah, the guy. Uh, I can't attest to the the uh, young, uh, insane fellow's uh, stabbing ability, but it, it would seem like if you have the element of surprise and a, a sledgehammer and a knife, you'd have a pretty good shot at killing the guy. Right. Basically, the guy. But the thing is, he walked away. He didn't even get take. I don't think he even went to the hospital. Well, it says they were both hospitalized with non-life-threatening right. injuries, okay, but, but maybe think, maybe that's it's the Daily News. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think that there was... I, I remember when it happened, and, I mean, he basically walked away. Like, there wasn't, like, any... Um, How did he get stabbed eight times? It must have been just very superficial. It, it, it seems like it may have been. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I think a lot of this... 
look, here's the thing. Um, Severity of the wounds alone would probably shed a lot of light on it. Right. And because uh, you so so then if the if the attack didn't occur, then that would mean that as with the vase, this, you know, established pattern of of self-harming in order in order to get her in trouble. Uh, Personally, I I find that very hard to believe. I find that I find it very I'm I'm very skeptical about that because because that's a. uh, Man, that would be a, that would be a really long game Diabolical. thing. Yeah, I mean that guy would have to go. Okay, here's that what I'm going to do. Have to be really, really like. I'm going to arrange to have her cousin come over with a sledgehammer and a knife. Yeah. And when he does attack me, I'm going to stab myself. Yeah. And then he will be in yeah. trouble. No, it doesn't I mean, make a lot of sense. I mean, but if but I guess if she's saying an attack didn't occur at all. Well, she doesn't really know, or she says, I don't know, maybe, I mean... But how did this, but somebody brought the sledgehammer over, and it was yeah. the sledgehammer she bought, so he at least had the sledgehammer with him when he came over. Right. So maybe, I Who guess, the, I mean, the theory then would be that the guy came over with the sledgehammer, or he had it, he's like, look, I, you know, Pam just bought me a sledgehammer, I'm about to go work out, and then the guy goes, now's my chance right. to stab myself eight times, right. and it's... Uh, I don't know how it would work. Yeah. Well, also the other, but the other thing is, um, say he did attack the guy. Who's to say that she set it up? Yeah, and that is the story of the guy, I guess. Right. Uh, I, I, in his, uh, I don't know if he gave testimony to that effect or not. Where I mean, exactly yeah, that comes from? The 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 cousin. Yeah, the cousin. The cousin. Right. The cousin said, "Oh, she brainwashed me." That was like his defense. Which I mean, uh, I, I I don't know what this guy's like. I don't know what kind of crazy he's got. It seems like he's a, like schizophrenic. He's like so maybe he's not a reliable witness on who has spoken to him and who hasn't about what. That could be. Uh, but he'd have to be. He claimed that she would play Maxwell's Silver Hammer over and over again by the Beatles in order to brainwash him. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem like if you were actually trying to brainwash somebody or convince them to do something like that, you would necessarily. Play Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Oh, she's a psychiatrist, though. Apparently, yeah. apparently worked. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, did she ever talk badly about Weiss to you? Did she ever try to? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't be out of character for her to like say bad things about the guy. Uh, no, no. I mean, strictly she, speaking, I mean, it, like it fits a pattern. In this, like dementedly bad. Um, relations like like they were just constantly battling over everything pertaining to the kid so if she had any consistency at all then i mean that would be like of course she would have like uh i mean maybe the brainwashing thing was all in his head maybe she was just doing rant like her regular complaining you know and and he's like what do you mean i should kill him you know maybe it could be maybe he mentioned that he liked that song one time and she's like you know what let's play that song that, that he likes you know, I, could, I mean, you know that, that, I'm, I'm just yeah. to lend credence to it. You know, I mean, I, maybe, maybe he did do it on his own. Maybe he acted alone. Right, feeling like, oh my God, I have to protect uh, the boy. And by coincidence, or and, and maybe he even had enough foresight to say, hey, I've been kind of into maybe doing this sledgehammer workout. And she's like, oh, all right, well, I'll pick you up a sledgehammer. I mean, yeah, it could have happened, right? Uh, yeah, look. <laughs> I don't know. What can I say? It you could. Know? It could be. Look, I was fond of her. <laughs> She's a little nutty. Maybe she did it. I don't really know. Well, the I'll, guy. The I'll, guy survived. 
which is he's good. Fine. Yeah, he's he's living a life. He's taking care of his kid. Uh, yeah. He has uh, full custody now. Needless yeah. to say, and she is looking at uh, a long time. Uh, maybe you know, like it's going to take a while just even for this to go to court. I'm sure. But you know, you want to hear something weird? Okay, so how without bail? Now that that is a statement. His lawyer, or he's run a very very savvy PR campaign. He has this lawyer. I can't remember the guy's name right. Oh, Acevedo. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he hired a criminal defense attorney to be his, like, family law person years ago. Hmm. Now, this guy, Roland Acevedo, is a former felon who, while in, while in prison for robbing a bank, got out and shot a policeman while he was out on bail, then went back to prison, then got out of prison, went to law school, and convinced the bar to let him become... So he's a lawyer. So this is the guy's lawyer. Uh. Um, this this Roland Acevedo guy is a very like sketchy kind of character. So he's got connections with the papers, and he's been feeding them stuff for years. You know, Roland Acevedo is not on trial here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is You're interesting right. to note that it's like it's weird, right? That somebody who shot a cop, I think he's like seriously connected. Oh god, yeah. That's um, that I would say so. If he if he was allowed to become an attorney again after shooting a cop, not just to become an attorney again, to become an attorney period. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, he hadn't even been an attorney no, prior to that? No, 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 no. He was just like a gangster. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird case. So Jacob Nolan is the name of her. Uh, yeah, of her nephew. Of her nephew, cousin. previously nephew? convicted in nephew. the yeah in the bludgeoning. Uh, cousin is what it says. Cousin, yes, cousin. Cousin. Now uh, he was sentenced to ten years in prison in two thousand sixteen. Uh, it says that uh, according to the ADA, she drew a map uh, for him, instructing him on the best way to enter the building. Uh, she and and the, the uh, this ADA says uh, she basically used a nineteen year old kid with emotional problems to kill a former former lover. Uh, he didn't die, so to try you to You know when it all happened? It all happened the same, right before Hurricane Sandy, I believe. Mm, okay, that gives me a frame of reference. Uh, lawyers for her, they deny her involvement uh, for Pamela Bookbinder. They say, Pamela is innocent, there's no question about that in my mind. That's her attorney, Ronald Fischetti. Yeah, she has good lawyers. That's good. She looks, uh, she, she's, she's blanched, she's pale, she's, she's clearly, uh, you know, upset uh, with being charged. There. Yeah, it looks like she's been up, uh, and and uh, you know they wanted her release on one million dollars bond, and they they're not going to do it. Uh, they're absolutely not going to do yeah. it. I think that's um, that seems a little punitive, honestly. Not yeah, true. and it's not supposed to be punitive, is it? Uh, well, uh, the the judge, uh, that's uh, Justice Thomas Farber, said it's only by dumb luck that Mister Weiss survived. <laughs> He was stabbed within an inch of his life, brutally attacked with a sledgehammer. So uh, that's his take. I guess uh, he, he, to him, this is a very serious thing. Stabbed to within an inch of his life, uh, but uh, non-life-threatening is how the injuries were described. Uh, right, exactly. Isn't that kind of weird? Non-life-threatening? That's what the judge might say. Well, any time you put a knife into a man, <laughs> you risk taking that man's life. I'm sorry. Yeah. I beg to differ. He might say something like that. Uh, it's funny. She's already wearing the jailhouse stripes here uh, in court. Um, she, so, yeah, she just is. She just, looks pretty upset there. She huh? looks pretty, 
pretty upset. Uh, you just, I mean, you know, she's uh, in a lot of trouble. You know, and she's, uh, it's taken them, I, I don't understand why it's taken them five years to put all this together. To indict her. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like not the clearest, even though they make it sound like it's very clear cut. Mm-hmm. As I was saying before, there's a reason why we have a process and there's a reason why you're entitled to hear the evidence against you and why the state has to make their case. And I want to hear what their case is. And that's why we're starting a GoFundMe <laughs> free Pam bookbinder. We are not starting such a thing. <laughs> However, I'm curious. I, I may go visit her. Uh, jailhouse interview. We were just talking about well, this. it probably wouldn't be a jailhouse interview. <laughs> it would be more like a friendly interview. But I'll see. I'll see, you know. Man, that would be really great. I mean, you wouldn't have to talk about it if you want to. But, uh, you know, obviously it's, a, it's an object of interest, you know? I mean, like, uh, she's a, a accused of a very bizarre crime. Yeah. And, and a really a bizarre uh, method of murder, too, you know? I've never heard of anybody leading with the sledgehammer right. than switching to knives. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it does seem like a, a pretty crazy plan hatched by, uh, you know, uh, hatched by this... Uh, here's something, here's a possibility we haven't considered... What if the guy was just going to kill him with the sledgehammer, right? Mm -hmm. And this uh, psychiatrist, Wise, he already had a knife in there just as protection. Mm. Maybe he felt some sort of a, you know, mm. he, he was one of those guys who just kind of thought there could be a threat at some time. And so he had the knife. I mean, that's... And then, well, may, and then maybe he stabbed the other uh, guy first, I and then he know. swung his sledgehammer. I mean, I don't. Well, you know, maybe you should be on the defense team. It's I can see it happening that way. The funny thing is, is um, I took my, like, she and I and her son and my kids. We all went on vacation together. It's a knife world. <laughs> uh, we went to the beach in um, over. I guess it was over Labor Day. Okay. Did you go to Howard Beach or Coney Island? Or? No, no, no. We went out to Amagansett. We we went to the Hamptons. It was really elegant. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was kind of fun. I didn't know you had it like that. Um. Well, she had access to like a place. Whatever. It was. Mm -hmm. It was nice. It was. It was. It was. It was a pleasant. Yeah, knowing somebody with a with a connection like that is always good. Sure. Sure. And a nice, elegant time. Oh, the the um. I mean, the beach was beautiful. It was great. Um, yeah, so, uh, my kids, like, kind of think the whole thing is rather, uh, well, I think they feel bad for her son. Oh, I see. Because he was really cute. I'll show you pictures. Yeah, yeah, I'm dying to see him. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll keep getting to the bottom of that, I guess. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing story, so, uh, we'll keep you posted. Of course. I'm not sure if you know this, but, uh, New York City's about to change by law. Hookah bars cannot open in New York City anymore. The existing ones have to raise the legal age from 18 to 21 to enter and smoke. The establishments have to display signs, warning of the health risks. This isn't a game, motherfuckers. This is hookah. This is one of those things that just makes me hate the power of the government to force people to do or not do a thing. Uh, I, they say that, uh, you know, the, the, the statement is uh, along the lines of, uh, it's, it's prevalent use, talking about hookah, is putting the health of our city and youth at risk. Today, we are taking a clear stance of protecting the health and well-being of New Yorkers. I don't want you protecting my health and well-being in that way. No, I disagree y with you completely. I, I just don't think they have any business uh, fucking around with, with what I put into my body. It's a legal substance. Yeah, but they already do that. 
you already have to be 21 to buy cigarettes. Am I am I wrong? 18. It's been 18 for a long time. I think they raised it to 21. They never raised it to 21 that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure it's 18. It's 21 to drink, but I, I don't think you have well, to be. Well, I will say that uh, the last, I went into a restaurant once and it was so fucking disgusting with all this goddamn hookah smoke around. Well, it's a place that you don't go to but, but it was unless like, you want some hookah. But it was a restaurant. Right. So I was like, fuck this, I'm leaving. Exactly, um, and, and that's the extent of it. That's a, that's where it ends. Yeah, You don't need New York City protecting your health. How many restaurants are there in New York they, City? Are they banning hookah bars? Is no, they're true? saying no more new ones can open, and the ones that stay have to raise their age limit and display signs. So oh. they're, 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 they're saying, we don't want a bunch of hookah bars around. You know where they're Which really is weird popular? because they're, they're so pro-immigrant and so anti-hookah bar. You know where they seem to be really popular? Like among um, like Dominicans and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like why do the, why do Dominicans love hookah bars? And, w- and why does Mayor de Blasio hate Dominicans? Oh. I think. Wow. That's the question. I, I just resent that kind of interference anyway. It's typical of the way they accomplish things like this because hookah bars are rising in popularity, but they still aren't the kind of place where everyone goes. It's not like a, a place that you just, like, for instance, to go eat at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you go there because you want to smoke the stuff. Therefore, it's a legal foot in the door, I think, and a baby step towards greater regulation and control over people who smoke. They really want a lot of money, too. And now we can levy fines. Now we yeah. can, you know. It's so just, you're more of a libertarian than I am. I, I think they, they don't have any business worrying about my fucking health or the health of the youth and all that kind of shit. I mean, like, not in this world. when That's the last fucking problem to me. That's the last one. Mm-hmm. Deal with, you know, put some resources by, you know, like they, they get so uh, up in arms about that MS-13 should get all their due process and shit like that. You yeah, know right. I mean, they're, they're really concerned about that, but like uh, they want to stop the hookah. Okay. Public okay. enemy number one. Can I just ask you to remove that picture of Pamela from your from your laptop? It's kind of like disturbing <laughs> me a little bit. <laughs> Especially you. while she cries. Yeah. I hate to see a woman crying. I hate to hear it. I hate to see it. A Bronx cop was busted for having sex with an underage girl and recording their encounters, even after the investigation started and his home had been searched. That sounds like quite a case. He was recording himself with an underage girl, and he continued to do so. It's a guy who just can't help himself. That's how hot this underage girl is. Sexual addiction is a real thing. And it is a crime. Officer Raul Almeida was arraigned on a 67-count indictment held on a quarter million dollars bail. And uh, then uh, here's uh, something from James O'Neill. He says, the nature and scope of the charges in this indictment are egregious. He said, the the fact that the defendant is an NYPD officer evidences an unconscionable violation of his oath to uphold the law and protect the public. Well, that, that's a lot of pretty words, Commissioner. Yeah, right. What are you trying to say? Uh, I guess it's pretty clear what he's trying to say. He's yeah. he's not on the side. He's not taking the cop's side. People talk about the thin blue line and how the, you know the, a lot of times it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, if you do something that that's really fucked up, usually uh, you're going to get thrown under the bus. Well, justifiably, of course. You this know. sounds terrible. Uh, the guy's forty. Uh, he he's a forty year old cop. And uh, so five times between January and April, including twice after police searches Bronx Bar, once they're on to you. Yeah. I, that's the move I don't get. He right. paid the teen for sex and preyed on the vulnerable young woman videotaped his demeaning and dehumanizing act. Uh, he had an act. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working on the act. <laughs> you tell me where you get free actresses to do this kind of shit. You know, paid her for sex. 
What did, does that does that change it? No. I mean, she's getting paid. She's doesn't obviously matter. she's a whore. Doesn't matter. She is by definition a whore. Doesn't matter. She's under eighteen, right? Under seventeen. Where is her? Uh, you said see, underage. Yeah, I said underage. Yeah. So underage would be under seventeen. She's sixteen or younger. At least she was in January or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe January through April. Uh, Staten Island cop. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, this is a Bronx cop. Beg your pardon. It is especially disturbing. And and this is our favorite Bronx DA, Darcel Clark. She's great. She is just a real piece of work. She's, She's a, something else. I know. I've re- referenced her before, I believe, as the uh, world's ugliest district attorney. And I, mean, I, that, I stand by it. it. It's kind of true, but that's not her major problem. Imagine uh, Bo Diddley in a wig. <laughs> Seriously, or she looks like a, a member of Run DMC, perhaps. <laughs> She's an unfortunate-looking character. Yeah, uh, and it's and she says it's especially disturbing that these crimes are alleged against a member of the NYPD. Well, that's, it goes without saying. Uh, now, it wasn't clear how he met the teen. Uh, she's younger than 16. Said Jesus. said to be younger than 16. Wow. But police found out. Uh, when they were conducting a sex trafficking investigation, I guess they followed the trail back to back to Almeida. Uh-huh. But his lawyer, Stuart London, said his client denies the accusations from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. Wow, all the way. All the way. There's not one little piece of his flesh that is on board with what these people are saying about him. He He denies it. <laughs> I think that 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 must he take denies an, it from the tip of his penis <laughs> to, to the, the base of his balls, of his ass. <laughs> from his taint to his head. Uh, it's a very heavy indictment, which is evidence of nothing. London said. Oh, he said this is this isn't numerous underage women. This is one underage woman. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not going to help him. This is one underage woman, and we don't know her credibility at all. Okay, mm, I guess yeah. that's true. Well, if you were videotaped, if you videotaped yourself having sex with a 15-year-old, you're pretty much done. Let me tell you about these ca- these cameras that they're using. We don't know their credibility. <laughs> they could be... Uh, this is not multiple cameras. Right. This is just this one is camera. One camera, not a three-camera shoot. This is not a... Right. This is not a... Uh, professional grade camera this is an iphone camera for crying out loud it's not like uh you know uh yeah i think that that does very little to um to inform it doesn't yeah uh, the the fact that it's only one right. like he only had one it would be nice if you got a free one mm-hmm. especially yeah, sure. if she's already in the in the in the you know engaged in the world's oldest profession she may be the youngest one and get one of the younger people engaging in in the world's oldest profession sure. i guess there's there's uh prostitutes uh, who are uh younger than 15 they oh, probably well, go they I'm go sure. much younger yeah. than that uh, what so point that would they... be another, that would be another point of the defense i guess it's not like she's eight yeah i mean it's one right 50. what it's not like this is 25 year olds right. <laughs> 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 look at how much worse it could be yeah sure uh, during a search of his apartment, police confiscated a cell phone, computer, video camera, and several encrypted external hard drives. Mm. Well, they just take it all, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you think you're safe. Uh, you know, I, I've probably got some pictures on my uh, hard drive that the police would not be interested in, but which my wife uh, 
I mean, it's it's not anything that. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have naked pictures of of exes that you've that you've saved? Because I don't throw that shit away. Why would I throw it away? I mean, I uh, it's, it's it exists somewhere. It, it, it's somewhere. There's a couple of choice ones that I think I just had on my phone that I deleted. Right. And I regret it. I wish I still had them. But that's these are so good. Ones are so hard to kind of get, you know. Mm-hmm. And you want to save your ex girlfriend porn, you know. I mean, like every once in a while. Well, it's sentimental. That's <laughs> not. I, see, that's the thing. I, I that would not be an argument for me. <laughs> that would bother her more. Yeah, I know. You know, you can't you can't jerk off to something that you feel uh, emotionally attached to yeah. and and feel as if. But you know what? I never look at it. I just know it's there. It's just nice to have. I just know it's there. And I did have an ex call me once and say, "Hey, uh, you know, did you delete all that stuff?" And I was like, "Yes, of course." And I said, "And even if I didn't, I would tell you that I had." <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> she was. She wasn't happy about no, that. And I was like, No, no, no. Of course, it's gone. It's everything. But I don't intend to do anything with it. It might as well be gone. You know, it's not gonna. It'll be found after I'm dead. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And 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 it, what are they gonna do? Like, right. Look at this shit. Oh my god. He knew this chick. Look this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there was some. <laughs> we, we better find her identity and and ruin her life. Right. Uh. I would hate to think that there were like the thing is about uh, dick pics are one thing. I could I could stand it if if dick if if, if some dick pics were floating around to me I would, I would fine you know what I mean. Mm. But if I was like all laid up with like my hand behind my head you know and like fucking Looking all sexy trying, <laughs> no that would be an embarrassment. I guess it all right. depends on the nature yeah. of the no. There's certain ones that like women they take and they go oh God. you ever have, you ever take a picture of a woman and it just like. She closed one eye and or or whatever. It's just not quite right. It's the wrong angle. So ooh, delete that right away. Yes. Yeah. So they don't obviously they don't play around when it comes to this shit. I wonder right. if now see if you're if you're paying to have sex with a minor. Now I don't think the filming is included, so I don't know what the SAG after rate is for a 15 year old hooker. Mm. But you know maybe that that could be part of the issue as well. You could know? be. I and mean, if you pay her enough, uh, you, you might you might. Be, no. You might be containing a problem. No, <laughs> there's no so. not enough money, huh? It's he's done. I do agree that uh, you know with his lawyer when he says it's a very heavy indictment, but I I, I do think that it it could be evidence of something. It seems it seems as if criminal charges are evidence of something in a way. Well, the number of them, the scope, sixty-seven indictments. That's that's not an accident. That's not like. Uh, you know, you could accidentally, you could be charged for a murder you didn't commit, you know, a, a murder, but you don't get charged for sixty-seven well, murders. I mean, look, this is what they do: they overcharge, they or they load in as many charges as they can, and then get you to plead guilty to, you know, a couple of them. Oh, right, of course, yeah, that's true, yeah, and and, and maybe they wouldn't all stick. Look, there's a reason we have the Bill of Rights. Yeah, and look and, into and, it, New and, York. And as into <laughs> law and order as I am, I still think that um, the principle of innocent before proving guilty and that the weight of prosecution is on the state, mm-hmm. you don't have to defend, you know. Of course, of course. I, I, I'm all for all of that stuff. I mean, I think that that's something that's really lost in, in today's world of social justice because they don't need it. They don't want criminal. They don't want criminal indictments. They don't want... The last thing that Harvey Weinstein's, uh, you know, 
victims slash right. accusers want is is criminal charges. I mean, like, no, cause, no, because no. then you define the number of, well, that was the real one. Right. You know, and then, and you also, like, you want that scope to be as broad and wide and deep as possible and to be, uh, you know, socially damning. Yeah. You know, and, and it was the same with... Uh, it was the same with Cosby, you know. I, know. I mean, like the sheer number. It, it, it's it's and how many times have you heard somebody say, "Well, I mean, if it was like one woman, but fifty women, I mean, that can't all be bullshit, right?" right? I mean, and all the stories they tell are so similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, it doesn't mean it's criminal. I'm not taking up for the guy. I'm sure he's a piece of shit. Right. But I think that he's a piece of shit. I think he's a nugget of shit mm-hmm. and not, you know, 21 giant logs. Right, right, right. I will say, though, Weinstein, he does not give a fuck. He's just like... Well, he apologized. Did he? Well, he's like... Apparently, his, he did a week of sex rehab which where he was staying in a hotel the whole time. <laughs> and then he was on the phone all the time. And then he's like, yeah, I'm done. He doesn't even. It's not a. He doesn't need sex rehab. That's ridiculous. It's he's not. He doesn't have a some kind of condition. He has rich guy itis. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have to try. Look at me. I have a lot of money and power. Right. So that's what he has. He 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 needs to go to some sort of a like a I don't know like a millionaires anonymous or some shit. You right. know, a multi. Uh, you know, Hollywood mogul anonymous. Uh, uh, you may be right because. Yeah, it's not really all that difficult. Not like a sex addict. Yeah, like where I just can't keep my hands off of them. I, because uh, you know he'd be relieved if that was the case. He'd be like, you know, I just I'm I'm actually kind of glad this is saving my life. You know, right. this is in control. He's at an age now. He's in his sixties where he would definitely realize that. Yeah. So right, I don't know about right. this cop. This cop may be some sort of a, a sex addict. Once he once he's been searched. He uh, he's he still can't keep his his mind off this of that me, underage coos. For some reason, this reminds me. A few years ago, uh, there was a cop up in Inwood, and I guess he'd been drinking all night. And then there was this young girl, this woman who was off to start her first day as a teacher. And he it was like six in the morning. He'd been drinking all night, and he grabbed her and started raping her, like in an alley or like behind a apartment building. Mm. And. Like, the girl was screaming. Someone yelled down, like, what are you doing? Stop that. And he yelled back, I'm almost done. <laughs> it was a teacher on her first day of school. Yeah. I think yeah. she just moved to New and York. The, and, 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 yeah, it was, and she was, she was uh, on her way. This was in, you say Inwood. I, yeah. I was thinking Washington Heights, but same thing. Yeah. Oh, you you remember this case? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. A, the officer was, uh, he was off duty. He'd been drinking all night. He had a gun. He uh, couldn't quite get hard, and he uh, he had difficulty getting entry. Yeah. You know, he couldn't yeah. quite he couldn't quite get it in, and so there, there arose the debate: Is this rape if he tries real hard and can't get it in there? If there's no actual penetration, well, just because he doesn't get his uh, jollies, sexual assault certainly. Well, rape is not a legal term. Rape is a legal term, though. Rape is 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 legal term in in New York State. It, there had to be penetration at that time, oh. and so that was why the big debate is like, well, this looks about as much like a rape as you can possibly have. Right. They weren't going to have another spectacle of cops, you know, post uh, Moreno and Mata down there on the uh, in the East Village or Lower East Side, where cops, you know, more or less kind of skate. Without being convicted of, of something terrible. Wait, were those the guys with the woman who um, the, who had had too much to drink and she was some kind of fashion designer? Moved to L.A. when it was all over. Did they get in trouble? Uh, Moreno 
was uh, sentenced to some some jail time, and I think Mata was not. But uh, he was the younger of the two, yeah. And he was not as involved, and I think it was mostly Moreno going, hey, "Man, I gotta go back and check on this girl," you know, whatever. I don't know what happened. It, right. it, it, there's conflicting stories, but yeah. but but the guy that you're talking about, uh, I don't recall his name uh, straight off the top of my head, but he yeah, he was just drunk wandering around and and <laughs> put a gun to this one's head. He, I, he, on. he tried everything, you know. Yeah, and I'm almost done. Was a great. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you don't forget a story like that. It was huge, and that guy is put away for life. He's gone. Oh, really? Oh, he's they 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 sentenced him to, I think, fifty years or seventy years no. or something. No, they sentenced. Him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They put him away. Wow. And and uh, it, it was uh, uh, considered a victory. You know, I mean, like I think that what she really wanted was for him to be convicted of rape, which he wasn't. Yeah, this was the big. Yeah, you're right. This was a big d- debate. Yeah, everyone was like, "Call it what it is," but it's like calling it sexual assault. It's like just as good as calling it rape. I don't know what the well because they want it to be that thing. Mm. You know, the, really, that's where I have a problem with it too. Because you want justice, you got justice. Yeah, justice was done. I mean, like the guy is as locked up as locked up gets. He's there's no. Right. I, I think his first opportunity for parole will be, you know, he'll he'll be he's a, dead. he'll be a geezer, you know. Yeah. But it's that's where I have a problem with it because they want to expand the meaning of rape. Right. And uh, it they want rape to be so many so many things, things. that you don't really think about it so being. Many things. I'm just looking this case up because I really. Um, okay. I really uh, want to know how long he's going to prison for. Okay. Officer NYPD, and uh, Here it is. okay, what's his name? Uh, I like that he wanted to rifle through her her cell phone records. Well, um, his name. Oh wait, is, that, that what oh, are you trying to say? Pena, Michael Pena. Yeah, Pena. Right, Michael Pena. Like I'm a. Are you trying to like equate me with a rapist because I like to rifle through my wife's yeah, phone? Basically. Uh. Okay. He seventy-five year prison term. Oh, yeah. According Holy to shit, <laughs> and back in two thousand fourteen, uh, yeah, I'm reading a uh, New York Daily News headline: "Rapist ex ex NYPD cop says seventy-five prison seventy-five year prison is quote an injustice and politically motivated." Well, it very well may be. Yeah, I mean, okay. however, find me somebody who uh, agrees with what you did. In any way, uh, the the paper has no scenario. Oh, he, pled no... he pled guilty, and he got seventy five years. He pled guilty in hopes of of having some kind of lenience. You know, I would have not done that, but I think they they obviously, as a cop, he knows sometimes that's what you you need to do in order to reduce your punishment. And in this case, it didn't work. Not at all. Uh, he was punished more harshly than Al-Qaeda terrorists, vicious killers, kingpin narcotics officers, violent gangsters, and racketeers, wrote his lawyer. And that is a good point. Uh, he called, because, you know, this this guy who just uh, was convicted in blowing up Chelsea, Yeah. He, he won't be convicted of 75 years. No. Hold no. No, nothing like it. I mean, uh, he didn't. Well. And, and that's worse. I think it's worse. I mean, nobody got raped, nobody got killed, but there were a lot of injuries. And I think, on the whole, the type of person who was going to blow up uh, a dumpster outside of a 
uh, outside of a blind rec center <laughs> of all things uh, is 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 a more dangerous to society than a guy who can't control himself when he's drinking and uh, fucking is uh, no he it's not that he can't control himself when he's drinking he's a fucking rapist yeah he he's a criminal and he's a rapist but twenty years twenty five years yeah you know well you know what they want to send a message here's the thing Pat. When this happens, they want to send a message to other cops mm-hmm. saying, don't fuck around. And you know what? The message has clearly not gotten through. I'm afraid I would have to agree because this guy here, there's a lot of other stuff in, in Almeida's uh, situation that, that sort of intensify uh, what may be negative feelings. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Uh, also found were two files. One had the names, pictures, and birthdays of women he has bedded since 1989. Okay. The other was his own probe into how the Internal Affairs Bureau is investigating him for tax fraud. <laughs> hmm. so, uh, assigned to the 42nd Precinct, uh, he joined the force three and a half years ago and was then stripped of his gun and shield and placed on desk duty for six months. Uh, uh, that was Well, not he was placed on desk duty rather six months ago. And on Tuesday, he was suspended without pay. He's born and raised in the Bronx. He's 32. Oh, excuse me. Born and raised in the Bronx, Almeida has a 32-year-old fiancé who has a brain tumor. Oh, well, so that explains it. He's he's feeling sad. Yeah, he's feeling sad. Uh, he has certain needs, which are not being yeah, met she's not by... Meeting, she's not meeting his needs. Yeah, she's probably, you know... Laid up with a tube in her chest. Right. <laughs> no, she's no. She, <laughs> He's just been helping out doing some <laughs> odd jobs. He had this teenage girl doing some odd porn. Yeah, that was one of his odd jobs: is to yeah. suck my dick and lick my balls. Here's a fifty. Right. I, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, it's that. Does that make it worse in your mind? His thirty-two year old. Yeah. First of all. What a drag to be engaged to somebody with a brain tumor. I mean, yeah, I want. I'm sure that that engagement happened pre prior, prior to the pre brain tumor. tumor. Yeah, if it's post, then you're then maybe she has a lot of money yeah, <laughs> that he's after. Uh, but uh, he's due back in court uh, for a hearing uh, because a man who offered to bail him out was identified as a co-conspirator in the tax investigation. <laughs> <laughs> He shows up with two hundred grand. Like, uh, two hundred grand. So they're probably like dirty cops on the on the take or something. I mean, the fact of the matter is, cops are municipal employees. Yes. So they're you know they're paid okay. They're paid pretty well, but they get a pension. They get a pension. They get all that stuff. But happy if, to see a cop. You know, a bad cop loses pension because the city is going to have a hard time paying all that shit eventually. That's true. But when you hear about cops like getting investigated for tax fraud. Like, they shouldn't have very complicated finances. Oh, I see what you mean. Tax like, fraud. If he's committing tax fraud, I mean... Maybe he wrote off all the camera equipment and hard drives and shit. <laughs> As surveillance technology <laughs> yeah. for some, like, sting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm investigating this cop who's fucking a 15-year-old. <laughs> and I need, I need to buy all this equipment. <laughs> I'm really close to getting this guy. I'm closing in. I just need another hard drive. Do you know how to encrypt it? (laughs) This is top secret shit. Tell no one. I think the brain tumor might be another scam, actually. Uh, Could be. Uh, Yeah, the brain tumor could be a scam, like uh, 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, go to my GoFundMe. Uh, Officer Anita at uh, Tax Fraud. No. Uh, Officer Omita's fiance's tumor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for every $500, uh, I'll send you a uh, pic of my uh, 15 year old girl. <laughs> I wonder if he was going to sell those or just, why do you, if you are that compelled to have sex with an underage girl, why would you shoot it? Would it, you, it would strictly be to manufacture like, you know, well, porn, maybe, right? No, maybe he just really wanted to have it. Maybe he was like, the reason I did it after I was being investigated is because I knew I would possibly face a long jail term and I wanted to have uh, material <laughs> while I was in yeah. prison. Maybe it was that. To enjoy I can't keep it. I wanted to, I figured I, I would I would sell the pawn in order to, uh, you know, have to funds fund my, to, to pay my for my defense. Yeah, for the tax fraud. You see, it's just, it's a catch-22. They don't want your fucking minors. <laughs> but how do I make a living? It's like a Ponzi scheme on himself. <laughs> Where do you think New York City ranks as far as rats go? Rats, as in? As in like. The rodent, a, of the rodent variety? Yeah. I don't know. I think probably pretty high. I think we have a lot of rats. We do have a lot of rats. I'm eating crackers during the show. No, no, that's good. That's good. It's, um, this has never been done. It's unprecedented. I feel disrespectful of of you, and you know who I'm talking to. Not not you, Seth. No, no. No disrespect. And I know that there's none felt on your part, but... Listening to you. The person I'm talking to you listening to this, I feel terrible about this. Please forgive me. I was thinking about writing a, a memoir, and I was going to call it um, Hungry from the Eating. No, Hungry from the Sleeping, Tired from the Eating. <laughs> a white man's journey through America. <laughs> okay, well, New York City is not the rattiest city in the United States. It's it's number two. What's number one? Chi Chicago. Chicago yeah, Windy City. Chi packing a bag, taking Chicago. a trip. Chicago. Yeah, home of the Chicago Savages <laughs> from the in in uh, FL uh, with Talib Starks. By the way, if um, if you don't know, yeah, I do this segment with Talib Starks on Thursdays here at Compound, and uh, it was a segment at first that's kind of grown into a good hour, over an hour, you know, every week, and it's a lot of fun. We basically just talk about crime. We look at a lot of video, but uh, third is L.A. L.A. Really? Yeah, L.A. has got a lot of rats in it. Fourth, San Francisco. Huh. Fifth is Philadelphia. Well, I, I would have thought Philadelphia maybe would be higher than San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco's not even that big. No. San Francisco's geographically pretty small. And population-wise, it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's among the top, I don't know, 20 or 30 cities, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. The Philly's up there in the top 10. Can I tell you something funny, by the way, about Chicago? So The Economist uh, put out this thing, um, oh, the world's safest cities. And it... It ranked Chicago as safer than New York City. <laughs> Based on what? Based on like the most absurd metrics. It's like you really they really just fudged everything. But this is the best. They said that it's one of the safest cities because it has so many um cybersecurity companies working there. Like there's a bunch of cybersecurity firms that are based in Chicago. Well, there's your proof. Yeah, right. I was saying that's like saying that New Jersey is one of the healthiest states because it has so many pharmaceutical labs. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 
But I think anyway, my point is Chicago. And I noticed on the on the street the other day, I saw this giant advertisement on the side of a bus station, bus stop, and it said like, showed these two gay guys with like rainbow balloons, and it was like Chicago is the most LGBT friendly city. Come to Chicago. So I think they obviously are having like a major um, PR campaign. Oh, and this thing in the Economist was probably like uh, part of it. Yeah, they want to fight that rat image that they've got. Yeah, and they and and really they need a lot of gays right now because they will come in and make nice neighborhoods out of shit. Exactly. They will clean it up, and the place will look much better. Well, that's the myth. I mean, yeah. It's the it's is is it a myth or or is it the, just the reputation? Well, it's the reputation, but the uh, I mean, it's become this idea propagated in um, like the new urbanist circles, and it's kind of falling out of favor now. That all cities need to do to become like really nice is have. Um, this is so distracting. Um, is to encourage gays and artists to move in to their kind of crappy areas and then that'll attract all kinds of other things i mean it's kind of a uh, cause and effect confusion i think um you know it's not like if you have some it's not like a bunch of gays are going to move to uh, wilkesbury pennsylvania and all of a sudden wilkesbury will then become like a vibrant city you know cities have a certain degree of you know burgeoning growth or whatever and gays are living there and they move it you know i i think you know it, it, it it's not like one causes the other right but um yeah it just it just works out that way right i guess so i don't think you're gonna like move gays into uh south chicago and then all of a sudden it's gonna turn into a really um nice area with yeah no, with no murder and yeah it goes from being a bloodbath to an aids bath as it were by the way, this is funny. In um, at the hundredth anniversary, I was watching this at the hundredth anniversary of the um, Statue of Liberty. I don't remember this, like in nineteen eighty six, and they uh, had been working on it, and then they restored it, and they had a big um, party or whatever. And Bob Hope was at the uh, the gala, and he's like, he's and Ronald Reagan and his wife were there, and Bob Hope says. Uh, well, you know, uh, and this is on TV. He's like, so uh, I don't know if you heard this, but the Statue of Liberty got AIDS, and they're not sure. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he's like, he's like, they're not sure if she got it from the mouth of the Hudson or the Staten Island Ferry. Oh my God! And Reagan's like, ha ha ha! It's a great joke. <laughs> That's the best AIDS joke I've ever heard. Check it out on YouTube. It's really funny. I will do it right now. I have to hear it with that classic Bob Hope delivery. Bob Hope was hilarious. I don't know. Oh, he was like kind of corny, right? He was, but he was really funny. Hmm. I'm not so sure. I mean, that's a funny joke. To say on TV in front of the president. Uh, Bob Hope AIDS joke. Well, no, look at Bob Hope Statue of Liberty. Uh, I think if I say, I think if I put in AIDS, it will get me there because I've gone through that old. Do it however you want. Oh. Bob Hope Statue of Liberty AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, but look at the way you have it spelled. A-I-D-S. Yeah, that will probably do it. In a few moments, the celebration will begin here in New York Harbor. It's going to be quite a show. I was just looking over the preparations and thinking about a saying that we had back in Hollywood about never doing a scene with kids or animals because they'd steal the scene every time. So you can rest assured, I wouldn't even think about trying to compete with a fireworks display 
especially on the 4th of July. That's uh, non sequitur. will be yeah. brief, but it's worth remembering that all the celebration of this day is rooted in history. For just a moment, let us listen to the words again. Of Bob Hope. These truths to be self-evident. See, this is funny because nowadays they wouldn't be reading like their fathers and their grandfathers from the Declaration of willing, Independence. They'd be reading from that fucking Emma Lazarus poem. Uh, which one is that? Oh, you know, the one that's, uh, give me your huddled masses, give me your human garbage breathing to oh. turn us into the dump of the world. Find us the worst people on earth. Find us the- Welcome yeah, here. the wretched refuse. Talking diseases we've never heard of. Send us all of the chunga disease and- Shoeless people. Yeah. With sores. Statue of Liberty. AIDS. AIDS. I'm not seeing a Bob Hope one, though. You think I just made it up? Kind of. I think, I think that you- might be misleading me. Maybe. Maybe I dreamed it. You know what? It probably got scrubbed. You know how YouTube is these days? Very arbitrary. You think so? Absolutely. Definitely. They take shit down all the time. Okay. okay. That, that That's disappointing. Here's an article from the LA Times in okay. 1986, July 30th, called Hope's Joke. Please. One of the delights of Liberty Weekend, as many observers of the national celebration have pointed out, is blah, blah, blah. Okay. Unfortunately, Bob Hope's (laughs) attempt at humor was the only exception. He shocked an audience with a tasteless and offensive joke about Miss Liberty. Hope appeared before 360 guests who paid $1,000 each for July 4th dinner and fireworks cruise. His so-called joke was about Miss Liberty having AIDS. Hope said, nobody knows if she got it from the mouth of the Hudson or the Staten Island Ferry. Those who did not groan in embarrassment sat silent in dismay. Dismay. <laughs> Hope's joke was worse than obscene. It was abusive and unworthy. Um, well, I don't know. I thought it was funny, well, and <laughs> I believe so did President Reagan. Yeah, you're in good company. It was a funny joke. That makes you happy? Who cares? Well, this is interesting. Apparently, I mean, I seem to remember having seen video of it. But now people are saying that there's no video. Maybe you read it and it was just one of those things that created such an impression, you know? I thought for sure I saw video of it. Maybe. That's Maybe. so sad. Well, okay. I'm anyway. going to tap video here. No, just no, to it, say. Says, it says... Uh, they don't know shit. I don't know. Oh, fucking shit. I bet you there is video of it. Uh, oh, but here... <laughs> oh, look at that. great free country and i'm proud of our commitment to free speech and i'm proud of our country's commitment to protecting the rights of its citizens to work and live free from bigotry and violence that's why i was amazed to discover that many people die each year in anti-gay attacks and thousands more are left scarred emotionally and physically bigotry has no place in this great nation and violence has no place in this world but it happens prejudice hurts Kills. Please don't be a part of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess he felt bad, and he went. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was totally sincere. Yeah. You could, you could, you could tell that he wasn't just saying the words. <laughs> he was saying them as they came to him. Right. We actually got. Uh, I got a message on Facebook from uh, a guy who wanted. Uh, an interpretation, and right? So, oh, this is—you finally got a response from your right, and and oh, great, yeah, and and this is uh, you know among now. I, I, th- there's been a time or two when I have gone through um, one one or two of these uh, where people have sent this. However, is is more of a it's almost like a relationship question, uh, and so he describes the situation: name withheld, 
from the message. Situation, I am currently recovering from having a, a chest tube due to having double pneumonia. My girlfriend and I currently live together. She has a neighbor that comes around against my wishes to do odd jobs and the such. I'm hooked from the first paragraph. Right. Tonight, my girlfriend had some of her friends over while I was in the other room recovering in bed from a high dose of antibiotics. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, a lot of, you know, that sounds miserable, really. It, it really does. This I mean, is, having a tube in your chest. To um, begin with, yeah. And then the antibiotic. You know, he probably felt say, like shit. He probably felt like shit. So after about half an hour, neighbor guy shows up and hangs out. He goes to the liquor cabinet, opens the fridge, and eats some food. He hangs out for about 30 minutes and leaves with my girlfriend's friends. My girlfriend comes to check on me, and I tell her that I don't want the neighbor to enter my house ever again due to the fact that he was comfortable enough to raid my liquor cabinet and my fridge like he pays the bills in my house or some shit. Well, yeah. Right. The fuck is this guy? Mr. Oddjob's coming around like he's uh, on a break. Don't you have some raking to do or something? Well, my girlfriend says she will cut off contact with the neighbor, but spends a good 20 minutes stating that she's helping him out with odd jobs because he's unemployed and I'm home recovering, etc. And she claims that there's no hanky-panky going on hmm. and shows me texts that there ain't. But the fact she played devil's advocate for him makes me uneasy. What do you think? I think uh, that was he closed it with. What do you think? Well, um, the fact that she's showing him texts to demonstrate a negative, uh, I don't think that that is an effective um, form of uh, evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, look, here's a text where he's just saying, "Where's the rake?" Right. Here's the. What's well, suspicious about that? Yeah. It, well, well my issue is why are you texting with this guy? Yeah. Uh, and and I would I would definitely want to rifle through every text to say well you know yeah and like why do you care if he's unemployed yeah I mean but the text thing too like you're right. you, you uh you're a texting relationship with somebody you go, well people text that's the way people communicate uh, maybe I'm old fashioned but I mean I've found that those kinds of things are a bit of a they're problematic because because yes. it becomes a thing that you look forward to. It becomes a thing that you like, like, or you're excited about mm-hmm. when you see a text with, oh, I wonder what Jonathan has to say, sure. you know. Uh, it's a, a form of emotional infidelity. Yes. Or at least it's the germ, the possibility of it. The, the glass ceiling is off concerning, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the the degree to which you can get involved with this person. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so the fact that they're texting at all is an issue. That's that's That would be an issue that I would raise. And, and then, like you said, to, to prove a negative... You know, it doesn't. You can delete texts, right? Uh, you, you can delete selected texts. Yes, it isn't as if it really proves anything. No, it just proves that um, when she was texting with him, most likely, she sort of had in mind that let's keep this all on the level. Right. I'll probably be asked to produce this at some point. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, there's some smoke here. Let's make sure that there's not a, a nice. Right. A nice kernel of, of uh, truth in here that anybody can latch on to. Um, so it, it sounds like she's covering her tracks. Even if she's not screwing this guy at this point, mm-hmm. the guy clearly thinks that that's in the cards. Yes. And he has this proprietary sense of the relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's important. Yeah, and that and she, even if on some level, like she's telling herself, this is totally innocent. I'm just helping him. He's a friend. There's a bad faith to it because, um, right? Women like to feel that they have um, multiple suitors, and they like to feel attractive and wanted. They do. Everyone does, but but it's it's. I think that, and I don't know what the difference is in the way men want that and the way women want that. Well, the difference is clear. Men are upfront to themselves that they just want to have sex with somebody. Women like to pretend that it's something else. That oh no, it's it's not like that. It's it's a, it's a trick you play on yourself. There's no reason on earth why, like you said, she should be helping somebody who's unemployed. Right? Gives a fuck. If the guy was not a uh, similarly aged, uh, right. you know, reasonably good-looking uh, kind of dude, then uh, right, would she go help like some seventy-year-old crippled guy? Yeah, would he be around? You know, doing odd jobs. What are right. these odd jobs that need to be done anyway? Sure. Like, what are these? If she's finding work for the guy to sort of hand him money, right. then at, at very best. He's found like a, a soft target to sponge yes. off of. Yes. And that is, you know, it goes back to the household. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a, sounds like this guy needs to um, pull the leash in a little bit. Well, actually, you know, I think by saying what he said, I don't ever want to see him over here again. Yeah. That sounds like a leash pull. I think that's reasonable. I think that I think it's very reasonable. The problem is, though, Pat, you have to realize you have to be brutal with yourself on these in these situations you have to say i don't want him over here and you have to be willing if she goes behind you know like if she disregards what you want well then you've got to be willing to like cut the whole thing off just be like then we're done yeah see and that's the thing and i I really think that that's the thing because and that's why um it's such a why you're so slow to make that kind of statement. You can't prove anything, right? So knowing you can't prove anything, you're sort of like, hmm. Well, I don't even I don't have any proof, and I don't even have any like real smoking gun kind of evidence right. here. So I need to like figure this out and go. What if she just denies it? And you know, I can't really. What gun can I stick to here? Yeah. So there's a reluctance there, especially I think when you're maybe in your twenties, early thirties, right. you, you have this kind of like sense of uh you know just needing to have the goods mm-hmm. I, I, well the goods are in your gut yeah and when you when you when you feel that gut feeling you're feeling it for a reason and i think ideally in a relationship you should be able to just say hey this makes me i don't like the way this makes me feel i care about you and i i'm a guy who cares about what's going on here so uh we need to have a talk about this because uh i this is something i can't really live with or you know something of that nature you know like hey, what can you uh, what what do you have to bring to this I, I think that's a and she would care ideally she would say oh my god really okay you know what fuck that dude mm-hmm. uh I, I, he's kind of a bum uh you know he's he's, he's pathetic right he can't work for a living and uh you know yeah i know he's kind of a sponge but uh you know i i can't help it i just, it's like a stray dog kind of thing sure sure so sure. some women you, have that some women have so what you have to do then is channel her humanitarian impulses into a more uh, healthy direction 
Right. Literally any direction. <laughs> any other direction. <laughs> but that's assuming that that's all on the level. And, and I don't think right. it, I don't no, think that no, normally no. it is. It's no. a rare thing. But I mean, if, if that were the case, then I think that's what that would be her response. And then you could move on. And the thing is, he's your neighbor, too, which sucks because, I mean, the, the just the proximity is bad. On the other hand, at least it's not happening at work, you know, but True. look, but look for it because these things don't happen just because of opportunity exactly all the time. I mean, there's there's opportunity everywhere for an attractive yes. woman. Yes. So if it's if it's happening there, then and you cut that off. You know, it's it's something that like might really be a red flag for the state of mm -hmm. your relationship. I would say that it sounds like maybe uh, possibly she has some sort of a need for something mm -hmm. that it becomes really challenging as a relationship goes on to bring. How do you make it feel like that guy that you just met? How do you make it feel like you know, like you look at the woman you're with and go, man. I get more sexually excited looking at women walking down the street, you mm -hmm. know, than I do watching you dry yourself off after a shower. Mm. You know what I mean? And and it's because of a familiarity. Right. Well, that's where there has to be an evolution and there has to be something else there mm -hmm. besides that initial rush that a lot of people, you know, will move in during, I think. You know, like for six months... You're like, man, this is great. This is the answer to all my problems. I'm always still attracted to her. But then, you know, when, when you see her picking her teeth and her toes and uh, <laughs> not just seeing some, that some shit. Some people like that. Yeah, some people like it. Some, You know, I don't mind it. I don't mind. Hey, familiarity is great. But understand that, you know, there has to be something in place that you can't overthrow just for a new just to see what uh, this girl's just, panties smell like yes 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 absolutely which is which is uh it's a shame you can't just have it all or what the neighbor's underpants smell like <laughs> which is clearly what the woman is kind of yeah she wants to know towards. wants to know about those briefs right well women enjoy the tension too you know they enjoy yeah. that tense moment before mm -hmm. so this is the pregnant pause before they you know i mean at best yeah i not at best but like it's up it's 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 one of the better possibilities you the know sad I mean? like thing I, is is basically the conclusion we're coming to is he's gonna have to strangle his his girlfriend to death <laughs> i didn't i'm glad that you were the one to say it <laughs> i didn't want that on my conscience i mean it's almost like it's done you know fait accompli well this is clearly the end she smiled at him yes she wants him. She needs. She doesn't to die, want yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> once she once you express something like that, and I don't even mind if quietly, silently, a look. Right. But don't just oh, do it. Dear. You have to. Okay. Sooner or later, <laughs> she'll, you know, need to go up a ladder or something. Uh, maybe maybe you get her to, uh, you know, hey, help me uh, clean out the gutters. Mm -hmm. And she's up there. Ladders fall over all the time. Yeah. So the ladder falls over. She happens to be at the very top of it when it happens. Mm. When she lands, then you strangle her. Oh, that's one way to do it. Yeah. It's a, uh, she must have bumped her throat, uh, but she's she. <laughs> no, look, she had a rough landing. Obviously, I'm being facetious saying that. And we have to, as grown-ups, engage with other grown-ups in you know relationships. 
we have to be willing to accommodate a certain degree of ambiguity and, um, mm. you know, it, it, we, we can't expect that our partners will just constantly be gazing at us with adoration and then see it as apocalyptic. No, that's what I expect from my listeners. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, and if they start looking at other podcasts... Then we're going to strangle them. Yeah, do not bring them into this show. <laughs> I'll find you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you have to like... Uh, every relationship has this problem. Right. Usually to a different degree. Yeah. The fact the guy is in your home and uh, helping himself, that's kind of what separates That's, that's kind of like the... that. You're right, that's the dividing line. Look, there's nothing wrong... Everybody likes to flirt, and it's not going to be... You can't make it like a deal breaker because your woman like smiles at somebody passing by whatever you know not immediately but if you if i think if you voice a certain kind of like uh hey uh, when you do that in this particular way sure. yes. or you, you can set your own boundaries yes and 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 i think that those are it's incumbent on everybody to follow those the boundaries right. that that are set you know mutually by yourself and whoever it is that you're seeing and not to set unrealistic ones mm. you know that like like you said so that like everything's a deal breaker right like in othello <laughs> <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> yeah i mean if if she's looking at a more then they need to just drop it just just forget it maybe you know, because you can't uh that's or that, if that, you're it, the more or if you're the more so the so the neighbor would be the more um no 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 uh the guy who's writing it is the more oh i see he's a fellow and he's like oh she used to worship me so much now she's being kind of a now cunt. oh what now she yeah but that would be saying that he's being a little too paranoid i don't think he's being too i think he's not being paranoid enough this guy well i think the paranoia is there i think the judgment is not you know, because like, because, and I understand why, because it's, it's, it's good natured. It's that you want to like be fair. Here's the other thing. A tactic when uh, someone accuses you is to blow up what their accusation actually is and then deny that and mm. then make you feel foolish for making it. Right. It's like, oh, so because he comes over here and makes himself a drink. Yeah. I'm totally sucking his dick every day. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, no, that no, you, you no, fear. No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm not saying this that. is what you always have to end up saying. Like I didn't, that's not what I said. Right. And, and then you don't want it all coming back to, I uh, wonder if when he came, did he observe, did he say hi to the guy? Was he like, Hey, what's up? How you feeling? He, the guy was sick in bed. He didn't, yeah. he didn't, I don't think he said a word. And I don't. And but I so think had, that, yeah. there was about a two-hour period where she didn't even come back and, and hey, check on him. Up? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing is that it might not be the perfect night to throw a party. Like like Othello says, they turned his, his heart into a foul cistern for toads to knit in. I think that's exactly how this guy feels. Right. Like, my house is now just like a place where toads fuck. Ugh. And, and her fucking asshole friends who i know he can't stand it's like ew why is he being such a jerk oh right oh but you're not allowed to have guests you oh know? you can't have friends so he doesn't want to touch all that off right but my feeling is that that little gathering was happening basically to facilitate her spending time with the neighbor oh Oh, she was like, oh, I've got friends coming by. You should come over. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I know you're looking for a girlfriend, and some of my girlfriends are really great. Yeah. And she only brought, she only invited, like, her fat friends. Yeah. <laughs> to make her look like 
as if there's any other kind, you know. Basically, they're all fat friends. Kind of. I mean, like, uh, yeah. I think that's it. I, I that would be my fear is that like, because you have to think like the cheater. I've been the cheater, mm. and I've done things like that. I've Who done, hasn't? Uh-huh. Before I got married to my first wife okay. in high school, or I, I think I was just out of high school or whatever. There was another girl that I was kind of seeing, and uh, you know, she knew the deal, and the wife didn't. So I introduced the two of them so they would become friends. And so it would seem normal. Like, do you want to go to the mall? Oh, you can't come? Well, you want to? Uh, all right. Well, we're just going to. Okay. You know, whatever. Not the mall, but whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean? Maybe we would go to the mall. See, the, uh, problem, the problem with this story, Pat, is that this all took place in high school. But it's the same thing. I guess it is. You, 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 you sort of like, it's hiding in plain sight. Mm. Hide in plain sight. Again, with the text. This is kind of like if... um. This is like talking to Archie Andrews 30 years later. And he's like, yeah, well, see, here's what I did. Betty and Veronica. <laughs> they weren't even friends. So I was banging Veronica. Right. But, uh, you know, Betty... <laughs> let's, let's face it, you know. She's a good side bitch. Yeah, she's... <laughs> She doesn't. Like, she might not have as much money. Archie Andrews, when he's like a middle-aged, louche, fat, drunk, just like easy. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I thought you were saying <laughs> that that was the similarity. Well, no, I, I'm just. I, I kind of. Um, I, I I took the metaphor. I think we've 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 come off of uh, of of our friend here. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. So so well, just well because. <laughs> This is this. He he needs an interpretation of her actions. I yeah. think. I think what she's saying by her actions is that she's covering her tracks. She's hiding in plain sight. She had the texts already. She didn't maybe count on him making himself so at home when he came around, right. or maybe didn't consider that to be such a red flag, because hey, I told him make himself at home, but. If right. a guy has any respect at all for your relationship, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. Yeah. He's going to. In fact, he probably wouldn't even be there when right. you're. The fact that there's anything, anything going on between your wife and some other dude when you're not around in some kind of like, you know, not quite defined sort of like what is this exactly? It's a a boss uh, unemployed guy odd job <laughs> relationship. Yeah, and I gotta know what are the odd jobs if he's if he is cleaning the gutters. If he is, you know, doing shit that's like real, then it, you know, at least you know there's there's some credit. At least you're getting some shit done, right? But you still don't want that to happen because it kind of makes him. I wonder some kind, of, kind of a de facto man of the house. Yeah, 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 right. That she can that she's getting. Well, he's like all laid up, kind of like, like some kind of nineteenth century consumptive woman, like cough, cough. <clears throat> cough, cough. <laughs> right. Everybody has their 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 periods of illness, you know. Right. And and so like, but, it, but you feel that way, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you don't want to like it's emasculating. Yeah, I, that that seems like it's um not a great not a great scene. I mean, who's paying the bills in the house? I, I would say that it, it like in any modern house, they both chip in. Right. I mean, at this point, it sounds like it's kind of becoming an unfortunate menage a trois in the um. You know, in the literal sense, not a sexual menage a trois, but just that this guy's effectively moved in on the on the scene. He's moved in, become a problem. And there's some kind of weird power thing happening. Weird power thing where 
Yeah, and and that's and and it's funny. At what point do you notice that? And for him, it was uh, you know when he starts helping himself to your shit, right? You know, uh, his wife's affection or girlfriend's affection is uh, is what he's also helping himself to. I, I say affection, I use it lightly, not affection like she's stroking his fucking jaw, mm, right. but it's affection like she's you know she cares whether really, or not this guy has I, some money. I, I really want to help him. He lost his last job. He he can't find a job. Yeah, he's in work now for... Yeah, he's been out of work for like six months. <laughs> yeah, so what? So he's a fucking lame Yeah, he's worthless. And uh, fuck him. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. You know what? You you have a girlfriend. You have a home. You built this together. Yes. You're working on it. So, so any bit of that that gets siphoned off is... Uh, and that's the other problem with like a flirting thing or like a... Uh, even like a texting kind of a thing right is that it siphons off any kind of energy uh in that direction that Mm -hmm. you might have you need the longer you go on the more you need that yeah so you can't it's a distraction so yeah it's a distraction sounds like this guy needs some holes in his maybe he's the one who ought to get strangled oh yeah (laughs) i'll say this though and i don't know how you do it we have an open phone policy where you know we just don't have my wife and i communications that that would facilitate any privacy at all wow. that would that would that would need any privacy interesting that would require that yeah because uh i mean it might sound uh overly kind of uh, like like a supervision kind of thing or mm. paranoia or like a like a control thing yeah it isn't about control but why should you be saying anything to any guy that that I can't know about? No, I think that makes sense. And why should I be saying anything to any? And, and you know what? It, it it has an impact because you, as as I do, like communicate with somebody. I go, you know what? Uh, if it feels like something that the other person's not supposed to know about, then it's not a, it's not healthy for the relationship you're having. Openness and honesty are so important. You know who else has a strategy like that? Uh, Vice President Mike Pence. Really. Well, he don't don't remember a few months ago it came out that he said he he never has meetings with another woman without like he doesn't go out to dinner with other women yeah. without his wife present or without other people there. And that sounds so hopelessly square and conservative. Yeah, yeah. and everybody was cracking up. They were just laughing. They were like, "Oh my god. Oh, cuz he's such a yeah, he's such he's like such a Christian. Oh, I can't be alone with a woman, but you know what? It's probably a good idea. It's a very good idea. It's a very good idea to protect yourself that way these days because a lot of times a thing can have multiple meanings and can sound as if you are making an overture that you're not making. Good point. It could be misinterpreted intentionally. I mean, if if you're any sort of person in a position of power you really have to be watching your back at all times you know what i hadn't even been thinking about it from that angle but that's totally true too Mm -hmm. so mathematically it's the right move and even if uh you're not in a position of power say you're just you know like a regular guy got a regular girlfriend why risk uh something coming along and fucking that up now now it doesn't sound like this is a, a problem that goes both ways i mean unless the neighbor on the other side is like uh well sure i'll come over and tend to him when he's sick i mean you know, <laughs> I mean, right. Why isn't he doing odd jobs? If he's doing odd jobs, why isn't he like going and getting this guy chicken soup and yeah. rubbing his feet? Absolutely. And, like, changing his like, um, his, in, his, his lung tube. Yeah. Take my temperature and bring me, uh, uh some nice tea. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you bring me some beef bouillon, please? Yeah. I've got, I have needs here. Uh, 
you know, I'll give you five dollars if I'm sick. I think my wife is is gonna wait on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm sure that she's taking care of him and stuff like that. But I mean, that's the kind of attention that that I would be looking for. Laid up with double pneumonia sounds serious as fuck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a great time to be having a liquor party out in the front room. No. So there's a degree of care there that you wonder, like, okay, because of that, is that the distraction? You know, I yeah. think so. I think I just I, I don't, don't th- think that's the same scenario. No, if that guy is not coming over, you no. know. And I don't think this girlfriend sounds like a real keeper, honestly. You know, I have to agree. It sounds to me like it's time for some upheaval mm-hmm. in your life, and that's where the fear is, because you say, well, what if it's not true? And then I'll look like some kind of a paranoid dickhead right. i'll look insecure i'll look jealous i'll be lame what if it is true that's the the other fear because now you have to face that upheaval you don't want to you like everything how it is you like yep. your girl you know but like there's certain kinds of things that that are indicators that you know it's a behavior it's some kind of shit you gotta like uh you know take these huge steps and do this fucking you know because when you live with somebody it ups oh, the yeah. stakes you got to get a moving oh, truck yeah, 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 you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. you gotta have a plan you know someone's gotta go uh you know you, sometimes you wind up in these situations where like uh oh well, we've got the leases up then we'll just live together right, until then stupid it's never gonna be Don't happy move in with people marry them or keep your own place yeah at least keep it in the background you know stay over all you want Right. But like joining together for the finances. Of course, who knows? It doesn't even matter how long you've known somebody, how long you've lived with them, how long the relationship has gone on. If if there's that kind of a, a, a dysfunctional element, I'm I'm just like really glad that I didn't wind up with some of these girls who were who, who could do that shit with me. Right. Because it's it really is the worst. Like this that situation as it's described is just the fucking most uncomfortable anxiety ridden sort of like you feel it in your gut it would all depend on her behavior you know afterward now there was an update actually what there was an update it just did it just come in came in today really yes oh and and he tells me that he hasn't been around he tried to come around a couple of times but he thinks he gets the hint oh so that's good so that sounds good it doesn't sound it doesn't sound definitive no, but it makes it, you still positive. wonder about everything that happened, but but it is positive, and it's unfortunately though a positive is almost a negative, you know, because <laughs> it's like sometimes just sustaining a play that's still going to lose yardage. You oh, know what I, mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. it, it's it, mm. it, it it might be one of those things where like, well, this isn't the hill that she's going to choose to die on right right at this moment. Right. However. Mm, Jesus. What happens, like you said, when okay, so the 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 dictate has been issued, you know, and and when you pull up sometime and they're talking over the fence, mm, well, he's not yeah. over in the house, right? So letter of the law, there's nothing good, no, wrong here. Christ. But now you have to go. Why the fuck are you talking to him? What do you mean? <laughs> what you didn't say? I couldn't even say hello. Oh no! Are you serious? And now you got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. All this gray area shit. And now you're like the great Santini or something, just like really a uh, total yeah. prick. Yeah, right. It's uh, you, You've become the controlling, uh, you know, uh, patriarchal figure in a, in a pseudo-military drama, <laughs> and you do not want to deal with that. So I, I, I guess what I would say is that considering everything that's in play and, uh, th- and, and what's at stake and the fact that even in relationships 
where you're together all the time, communication sometimes is the hardest thing. Yeah. Because you're like, here's what I want done, but why? And what does it mean to you? And, you know, like, I don't want that guy over here as a good first step. Right. But then say, listen, here's why. Because I feel in my gut, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and, like, have a kind of, uh, you know, just so there's an understanding that, like, this isn't just about him drinking liquor. Right. It's not just about him helping himself to shit in my home. It's right. about how do you feel about this guy? Why do you feel like you need to help some unemployed guy? Yeah. You know, how do you think he feels about you? What do you think is on his mind? He could go look for a job. Right. You know, why find him work to do when you could be, you know, taking that money and, and doing something for the two of us together? Mm -hmm. That's money that belongs in our house. And, uh, you know, here's the other thing. I don't much like the, the idea of him coming over here and doing the manly shit. Right. You know, like uh, it, it's even when you got a super, you know, you, you don't want to call him. No. Over like, a, you know, you don't want him over there uh, opening the pickles and stuff. Right. right? <laughs> you know, you want him you know, to do shit that you, that it's even embarrassing when you're like, fix the toilet. You're like, I should know how to fix the toilet. Right, I'm going right, to watch right. and learn. And you pretend to have this interest in it that you don't really have. Sure, sure. And at some point you go, wow, I'm not that kind of guy. But like, uh, yeah, for, okay, Mandy for a while was having, was paying this guy who is a professional. This is what he does. He's one of those task rabbit guys yeah. who puts up shelves and shit. Right, right. She had this motherfucker putting up shelves all the fucking time. Oh, now, the guy okay. was a non-threatening guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of, he's just there to do a job. That's all he's doing. He's just there to do a job. But I mean, and she would ask him to do this outrageous shit. Like once the shelves are hung, she's like, I was really hoping maybe there's room for a third one. He would take them down, have to take them down and put another yeah. one. It was then one time I said, look, uh, I don't like being around while that fucking work's going on. I'm going to be gone all afternoon mm -hmm. and night. I'm going to see a friend in the hospital. And uh, before that, I'll be here and here and here. So like, what time will this be done? She's like nine o'clock. This is like noon. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I think I came home at like 10 30, 11 o'clock, and the fucker's still there. What? The whole apartment's upside down. The shit's been moved, you know, oh, and they're working me. in there together. And I'm like, this has to stop. Oh. You know, this has to, how long to get this wrapped up? Just right. wrap it up and go. And, 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 uh, the guy's like, uh, 10 minutes, you know? And I'm like, okay. And I left and I came back in about 15, 18 minutes. And yeah, that was it. You think she was happy about that? No. No, she was fucking pissed. She was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? What are you walking around? You're swinging your dick around. Yeah, exactly. When, when, you, when you couldn't do it. Yeah, what are you trying to project? I had to hire here? him. Yeah. Uh, I hate your man shit. <laughs> right. I'm like, hey. <laughs> look, I don't care about any of that. I understand. She, that's great. However, when I ask you what time to come home, when I ask you what time the shit's going to be done, I don't care. Right. If you get sidetracked and shit takes longer than it's supposed to, I don't fucking care. I want to come home. This is my house. Yep. I want to sit on my fucking bed. Yep. I don't want all this shit stacked up on it. Yep. I don't want it all moved around and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I want it just fucking. Be, and I already thought that that was an outlandish amount of time. Kind of. Guy's gonna come. I mean, you know, he was gonna show up at like noon or two or something like that or one or two, and uh, and and at nine. Jesus fucking, are you serious? Right. I know you want some shelves. Hey, the place looks great with the shelves. It was all an improvement. 100% yeah. agreed on that. But, 
you know, you got to respect those boundaries, you know, and, and, and like, you know where they are because they're the ones that really piss you off. You know, in the city's better buildings, you're not allowed to work that late. <laughs> Thank God I don't live in one of those. All right. So I hope that helps. Yeah. Seth Barron, you can uh, follow him on Twitter at Seth Barron NYC. Yes, I've changed my Twitter handle. So it is no longer what the old one was, which yeah, you can forget. forget. About it. It's Seth Barron don't, NYC. Don't dead name me. <laughs> That's the new thing. Dead name me? Yeah, dead naming is like when you call like Caitlyn Jenner Bruce Jenner, or if you refer to the fact that All right. Chelsea Manning used to be. Bradley Manning. That's or like fucking uh, 50 Cent is like a George Atkins or some shit, right? Well, Whatever I don't think it is. matters so much for that, but dead naming is like for trans people. Oh, it's for trans. Yeah. So if you say my old Twitter name, that's like... <laughs> you've tra- I didn't know you've transitioned. <laughs> I transitioned my Twitter name to at Seth Barron NYC. And check it out. And you can also follow me on Twitter. You know my name. It is 50 Millie. And follow me uh, at Pat Dixon. Hey, listen, by the way, some people didn't like that we used to talk about more political stuff in the recent past. And and, uh, you know what? That's fine. Uh, It still comes up from time to time. We'll talk about it if we feel like it. But uh, there's a new podcast that that I've launched, Trump, and it's available at uh, compoundmedia.com slash highlights. So if you go there, first two episodes are up. If you actually like you know uh, politics and stuff like that or just you know fun conversation last episode most recent myself and uh, kevin downey jr were co-hosting it along with uh geez who showed up but colin flaherty who has his own channel on youtube and uh, talib starks and none other than gavin mckinnis founder of the Mount proud boys founder of vice magazine he stopped by so it's a pretty star packed pretty talent packed it's trump and that's the name of it I figured, like, hey, it felt right. The time was right for a podcast just called Trump. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I, I'm looking forward to having you on because you know wait. more about politics than, than myself and Kevin Downey Jr. put together. I can't wait to be. And so uh, look for that. Okay. Compoundmedia.com slash highlights. Thanks one more time, Seth Barron. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?